0: You're listening to the weekly sermon podcast from Liberty Family Church. For more information about our church, head to the website, libertyfamilychurch.net.au. Hey, are we on? Here we go. All right. Nothing like a false start. Hey, what do we thank Pastor Joel? I, and I just want to say on, on, on behalf of Alpha and uh, Melinda Dwight, our national director and all the team, it's just a great privilege to be here today. So thanks for having me, Liberty Family Church. You can give yourselves a round of applause, and um, and it is it really is a privilege, and um, excited to be a part of this journey um, with this amazing you know faith community, and it's just a privilege to be a part of the service today, and just see. I love the emphasis on on the cross and on on the grace of God, and so it really really is a privilege. I thought um, today, Pastor Joel has given me about three hours to. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I thought I'd start before I um, before we open the word today. Um, I just wanted to share a little bit about my journey here. So um, I've actually been in this role with Alpha for six months, so it's relatively new. Um, before that, um, I was living in a place called Queensland. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. Um, and uh, my wife and I were, were had, had pioneered and were leading a church there, a part of a, a group of churches um, and on staff there for around 15 years. And about six months ago, or probably a little bit longer than that, we really felt God speaking to our heart about a whole new season. And And long story short, we ended up, uh, accepting this role with Alpha and uh, moving from Queensland, from Brisbane um, to, uh, to, to, to Melbourne. And so we landed here in January, just as we were trying to get out of Brisbane. They tried to lock the city down. They tried to lock us down, but we got out anyway. And uh, so it is great to be here. And it really is a privilege to be a part of what God is doing here in this community and this church. And so I thought I'd, I've got a photo on the screen, I think, um, of, of my family. I'm married. It's my wife, Emily and uh, we've been married for 13 years. And uh, these are our four kids. Uh, this So Israel's our eldest, uh, Sophie, Audrey, they look a little similar. And then uh, little Evelyn, she's a bit bigger than that now. That photo was taken a little while ago. And actually, Evelyn's a twin. So uh, her, her sister, sadly Arabella, she passed away just before they were born. And she was born 10 weeks early. And so uh, we had a whole lot of things going on in 2019 where we got a funeral for one daughter and the other daughters in, in the NICU, like the intensive care ward for about 10 weeks. And that's a whole other story. But we have just seen the goodness of God time and time and time again in our lives. And we just consider it an incredible privilege to be you know, a part of Alpha and a part of seeing what God is doing around across the church in Australia. I'm not sure if you're aware, but uh, now I think it's just over 30 million people have now done Alpha globally not in Australia. We don't even have 30 million people in, in, in Australia. Um, but last year, just as a great report, I was chatting with the team before and they were sharing some of the things that you're doing online. Actually, if you're watching online, I'll try not to move around too much. Welcome. I think I can see the camera right there. Hey, but it is great to have you joining us if you, if you are watching online. What's cool is last year when we, we all face various challenges, whether you're a business owner whether you're, you're, you became, a, all of a sudden you became a teacher at home and you thank God for our teacher. You've never been more thankful to send your kids back to school, I'm sure. But, um, but one of the amazing things we saw last year with Alpha was that over 30,000 Australians did Alpha online last year. And so in the midst of all, you know, what was quite a difficult time, God continues to use amazing church faith communities like you to see people come into an understanding of who Jesus really is, so I just think we've got so much to be thankful for, and it really is a privilege today to be kind of just opening the Word and reflecting a little bit for a few moments on the the, the opportunity we have as a church, as the church in Australia, to be to help people connect with the love and the life of Jesus. Is that all right? So, if you've got a Bible with you, or maybe you you're going to, on your phone or whatever, Uh, I'm going to read a passage of Scripture today from um, the Gospel of Luke. So Luke's Gospel, Luke chapter 15, and it's a well-known, a relatively well-known passage of Scripture. We're not going to read the entire chapter, okay? I'm going to read about seven verses today from Luke 15, starting from verse 1. And this is um, a parable that Jesus tells. Jesus in Luke 15, He tells three parables to illustrate God's heart for humanity, And so Luke 15 verse 1 says this, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, they muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. And then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? and and when he finds it he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home and then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says rejoice with me i have found my lost sheep i tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent and and luke's gospel i love the book of luke luke tells more stories about samaritans and women than any other gospel writer And Luke in this passage is making a point that the gospel, the good news of Jesus is for everyone. It's for everybody. And so I thought today what we would do is um, maybe just as as we as a church are preparing to launch Alpha, I just thought it would be great to sort of maybe reflect on a few things from this passage of Scripture that might help us as a church community. Is that all right? And so the first thing we see about ourselves and about God from this passage, uh, if you haven't realized it before, is that we are the lost sheep. Okay, did you did you realize that in we are the lost sheep? Now, when Jesus compares us to sheep, it wasn't necessarily a compliment. Okay, I'm not sure if we've got any shepherds here today. I'm not going to assume that we do or that we don't. Um, But sheep aren't necessarily the the smartest creatures. Who would who, who understands that? Not necessarily the smartest animals. When Jesus compares us to sheep, it's because just like sheep, we ourselves have a tendency to wander and to get ourselves into trouble. In fact, on the screen, I think the guys have put up here, that's a picture of a sheep in cast position. It's the sheep that's probably eaten until it can eat no more, and it has tried to lie down, but sheep are incredibly uncoordinated. Can anybody else relate? Okay. And it literally cannot get up. That sheep, without the help of a shepherd, cannot get out of that position. Now, a a, a few years ago, a, a university in the U.S. did a study to see if it was possible uh, for human beings to walk in a straight line. Now, you think that's pretty simple, right? You know, is it possible to walk in a straight line? And so what they found was that without a fixed point of reference, so if they had a fixed point of reference, I'm going to walk from here to that red flag, they could walk in a straight line. But listen to this, without a fixed point of reference, human beings will eventually walk in a circle, that actually we, will, we, will, we, cannot, um, we cannot walk in a straight line. That, In other words, without a fixed point of reference, we actually wander. We get ourselves into trouble. And just like sheep, we have, you know, sheep are driven um, into travel or find themselves in travel because they're, they're driven by their own appetite. They have no ability to regulate their appetite. And so they all just continue to eat and eat and eat and eat until they can no longer... In fact, if sheep are left on their own, they'll even eat their own excrement. Okay, we're not going to get into that. But anyway, but just like sheep, uh, we have the tendency to wander, to be driven by our own appetites and get lost. Um, but we know that through, through the gospel and we see through Scripture that it's actually not God's heart that any of us should be lost. And we just celebrated communion this morning. We celebrated the fact that we have a loving heavenly Father who was willing to give His only Son, so that none of us would have to be lost. And so, you know, um, a few years ago, uh, we were down at this um, sort of New Year's Eve fireworks thing, and there was thousands and thousands of people. Um, and and um, my son, who enjoys to wander, he is like a lost sheep. Sometimes uh, he, he wandered off and got lost in the crowd. Right. And so we started searching and after about five minutes, you know, you go from the, as a parent, you go from the mild to the medium to then you start to ramp up to like the severe level. So my wife had said to me, just don't lose him. I'm like, I'm not going to, babe, come on, I'm not going to lose him. Five minutes later, I've lost him. Okay, so, you know, I start asking around some friends, have you seen him? Have you seen him? No, no one's seen him. Then like five minutes in, you start it starts to ramp up a little bit, right? Now, I knew that if I went back to the car, without my son, right? It wouldn't be okay. Who knows what I'm talking about? Okay, look, we've got four kids. Three out of four is not too bad. I'm sure he'll have a great life. Okay, I knew that that answer wasn't going to cut it with my wife, that I had to go and find my child, right? And in fact, as a parent, you begin to to quickly realize that you would give anything. You would do anything to go and find. If I'd lost, you know, a handkerchief, or, I don't know, whatever, something, a saint's jersey. Okay, we wouldn't have even taken a moment to go and look, all right? But, but it was my son. And we see in the gospel that the, 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 the cost of the search, the cost of the search party, what we're willing to spend on the search is determined by the thing, that which is lost. In other words, when we, when we look at Jesus on the cross, we, we begin to realize just how much God values us. He was willing to send His one and only Son so that we wouldn't have to be disconnected, like we've already heard this morning, from relationship with God. And so we see that um, we've been created. In fact, without, without Christ, we are lost. But with Him, uh, we can actually under- begin to know and understand our Father's heart. And we see that not only are we the lost sheep, but actually God wasn't willing that anyone would perish. That's why Jesus came. So we, we understand that it's not just... See, what happened in the crowd in Luke 15? There was actually two... There was a tension between two groups of people. There was the religious and the rebellious. And, and the rebellious were the, were the ones that ultimately they kind of realized... They, they just assumed, I could never be good enough for God. And it was there, maybe they took advantage of his grace. We see that in the third parable that there's two sons. And again, Jesus is really directing everything he's saying in Luke 15 to the religious, to those that assume that it was their good works that got them closer to God. And Jesus was making a point. It's not your good works that draws you to God and your rebellion doesn't discourage God from chasing after you. In other words, that whoever is willing to surrender their life and, and repent of their sin and come into a, into a relationship with God, God can rescue us. But we also see in this, in this um, passage, not only are we lost, but that Jesus is the good shepherd. That Jesus is the good shepherd. And I think sometimes in our culture, we've, been, we've, we've either given or we've received uh, the wrong message when it comes to God. In fact, a few months ago, I was, um, I was just at the office and I got an email um, from our property manager. We've got a couple of investment properties in Queensland. I got an email from the property manager and the property manager sent this email and it said, um, well, just writing to let you know that your basement has flooded and you, know, you, know, you have to contact your insurance and I, I'm, I start panicking oh man, we can't really afford this, like the basement's flooded, you know, I'm telling my wife and I'm, I'm about to call the insurance company and it's been about two or three minutes and, you know, you get an email like that, it's a bit unnerving. And then after a few minutes, I, re- I, I realized, hang on a second, we don't have a basement. <laughs> Neither of the houses have a basement. And I'm thinking, I don't think this is, I don't think this is our, and anyway, then I click refresh And the next email came through about five minutes later. Sorry, that was a mistake. Please ignore previous email. I'm like, you can't send an email and then just send a casual second. Just ignore it. Anyway, they did. But, you know, sometimes I think people have the wrong message when it comes to God. I know growing up, even even though I've got friends in my life right now that often... The way our culture views God is almost like that. I don't know if you've seen that cartoon of God. He's that big guy in the sky on a cloud and he's got a big bag of lightning bolts and he's about to throw them down. And some people have that perception of God that God's kind of just waiting for us to do something wrong so he can show us a lesson. That he's kind of you know, removed and, and disconnected from our life. But we see through the person of Jesus that that is the wrong message that in fact, God is not in a hurry to curse, but rather God is in a hurry to bless. That through His Son, Jesus Christ, that we can actually have a personal and real relationship with our Heavenly Father. And so we see through even, you know, Jesus said it Himself in John 10 verse 11, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd lays down His life for the sheep. In other words, the the, the answer so our greatest need is not more food for the sheep it's not more food it's actually for a good shepherd and the answer to the deepest need in our soul and in our life no matter how we may appear on the outside is to know the good shepherd and we saw that picture earlier of the of the sheep in cast position and when david in in psalm 23 talks about restoring my soul he's actually referring it's actually if he's actually referring to because David was a shepherd himself. He's actually referring to how a shepherd would come alongside and would actually pick up a sheep like that. Why you downcast my soul. He's talking about a shepherd coming along and actually restoring his soul, turning his soul upside down, as in the right way around. He's, and it's the picture of what God does through Jesus in our lives, that when we're lost, when we're far from God, that the good shepherd comes and the good shepherd came to lay down his life for the sheep. So we see, we see firstly that we're like the lost sheep. Jesus is the good shepherd. But the good news for us as a church and a faith community today is that the amazing thing about God's grace is that not only does God welcome us into his family, but he also invites us to join him in the mission of helping those who are lost discover a loving God. And so what we see from, from um, Luke 15, from all three parables, is that the mission isn't yet complete. That in fact, friends, you and I have a part to play. That we as a church community have a part to play. And, and, and we see in all three parables in Luke 15, that a passive approach was never taken to that which was lost. That when the sheep was lost, the, the shepherd went and searched for the sheep. And when and when the when the coin was lost, the woman swept the entire house until it was found because it was precious. And then the third parable, when Jesus tells the parable of the lost son, um, he's making a point at the religious leaders that as the older brother, the older brother should have been the one who went and looked for the lost brother, but he didn't go. It was actually he was creating a tension. They were beginning to realize that he was directing the parable at them. But Jesus was also making the point that although they had failed, that God himself had come and he was going to be the older brother who would go and look for the lost son. That, Je- that was why Jesus came. And so we see that in, in Luke's gospel, Jesus actually invites us to play a part in the mission. Um, I know for me as a 15-year-old, as a I, I was actually one of the first real encounter I had with the love of Jesus was through Alpha. And, uh, and it's quite funny because back then, um, you know, it was kind of the Nicky Gumble talks. It wasn't really that cool. Let's be honest. It wasn't that, it wasn't that great. But a friend of mine, uh, he just simply said to me, hey, we're doing this thing. I don't even think he called it Alpha, to be honest. I don't even know. He just said, we're doing this thing. And he said, but there's free food. And he had my attention, right? He had my attention. I thought, okay, free food. I can do this. And so he said, there's free food. So I came along. We came to this little room. It wasn't, you know, probably not dissimilar to this sort of room. And there was tables set up. And, um, and it, was, it was so uncool. This is how uncool it was. My friend's mum was running Alpha, right? So this was like, come and hang out with my mum, right? Okay. And so we're there and there's like about, you know, 15, 20 people. And we sat around tables and we watched the old school Nicky Gumbel talks, you know. But there was free food. Okay. And the food was good, by the way. Okay. And so we're hanging out, we're having free food. And I don't really even know why I'm here, but here's two things that happened to me. One was people who'd never met me before, who didn't know anything about me, loved me. Like they were interested in my life, like they were asking questions. And they weren't just asking questions, they were stopping long enough to listen to the answer. And they were connecting, and, they were, and they, there was this really, there was this kind of environment that I'd never experienced before. And it was, it was this environment where God's love was so present, was so real. And as I came back, and what happened was the first week, I was, I was so overwhelmed just by how I felt when I was around these people that I just wanted to come back the next week, even though I didn't really understand everything that was going on week after week after week. And I still remember the moment where I was sitting around this table and I had this revelation of the love of God, that God didn't just love people, but God loved me. But God loved me. And so I want to encourage you, you know, who is it in your life that you could simply invite to have a conversation? And that's what's so amazing about Alpha. Is that at Alpha, you don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to be the greatest Bible teacher. You don't have to do any of those things. You know what? All we have to do is invite someone to come and have a meal or come and hang out and have a discussion about some of the big questions of life. Do you know some of the research shows now that although church attendance in Australia is declining, that more and more Aussies are still considering themselves spiritual. In other words, Australians are still open to having a conversation about faith and about the big questions of life. And in fact, uh, one of the uh, a study that was done a few years ago said that um, I think it was one in uh, three. Sorry, three of every four Aussies would come to a church service or some kind of event if they were invited. And this is what this tells me, that that sometimes w- we, we we overcomplicate things. We think, I've got to have it all figured out. I've got to have my 15-minute testimony. I've got to know how to take them from Genesis through to Revelation and explain the tabernacle. You don't, Please don't do that, okay? Uh, you don't need to do any of those things. But sometimes all we need to do is simply just invite someone. Hey, would you be open to coming along to Alpha? And even, do you know what, even if they say no, you have started one of the most powerful conversations, potentially the only place that they have got an opportunity to discuss some of the bigger things about faith and about God. I had a friend um, who used to own a, a cafe not far from where our church offices were in Brisbane, and... Um, being a pastor, I drank a lot of coffee. And so we would, we would um, we'd go and hang out there, and I'd, I'd go in pretty early. I like to start early, I'd go in pretty early, kind of get there at 6 or 7, you know. And in Queensland, the sun's up at like 3 a.m. And so, not quite, that was a joke. All right, so, but close to. And so, we'd go in there early and hang out, and just got to know this guy, right? And this guy had never been, ever been into a church building before. Like, he'd never been to a church. We get chatting and he's like, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I'm a pastor. He's like, oh, wow, really? You know, you get that look sometimes. Anyway, we keep hanging out and it kind of a few months goes by, six months goes by, 12 months go by. We just build this friendship. And he's inviting us to their kids' birthday parties. We're inviting them to our kids' but we're just, we're, just, we're just friends, right? But I'm praying, God, show me, give me an opportunity. And I started inviting him, would you come along to church? And, and to be honest, he just flat out said, No. I'm not interested. Like, I don't want to go to church and his perception of what church was, was really different to what probably the reality of what church was. Right. But anyway, so I keep, I'm like, okay, cool. I look for different ways to invite him to different things where everything's no, 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 no. But slowly God begins to work. I can tell God's beginning to do something in his heart. And then, um, we, we started running alpha just like you guys are about to do for the first time. And so, um, it actually wasn't me this time, it was actually my friend, uh, he said, hey, would you come along to Alpha? And to my surprise, this guy's like, I'd love to. And so, he came along, brought his wife, um, they did Alpha. The next Sunday after Alpha finished, I turn up to church, and here is my friend and his wife and their kids at church. Not long after that, they enrolled their children in a Christian school. Not that you have to do that, not that makes, that makes you any closer to God, but all of a sudden, God begins to do something absolutely amazing in his life. And what's amazing is one of the first conversations I had with this guy was um, he was he you know with, with his partner and, and, um, and uh, with this awesome woman for a long time. They've been together for about 10 years, but they weren't married. And I said, oh, have you ever thought about getting married? He said, no, no, no we'll, we'll never get married. We don't believe in all that sort of stuff. We will never get married. Okay. But anyway, after Alpha, he has this encounter with the love of God. And, and then the next week, he says, hey, Ben, um, I'm just wondering. It was the most amazing, one of the most amazing moments with this couple. He said, I'm just wondering. We want to get married. I'm just wondering if you would do our wedding. And it was such a special moment. He didn't want to make a big deal of it. So it was literally, there was like six people at the wedding. My wife and I were two of them. And, uh, and the celebrant, that was, that was me, the photographer, the couple and a couple of witnesses. It was like, it was tiny, but it was such an amazing moment to watch how the love of God had transformed, completely transformed, not just his life, but his, but his wife, their kids. Now they're going on after Jesus. It's amazing to watch what God has done in their life. Listen, but it just began with relationship, with friendship, and an invitation. And if I can just encourage you in one thing is that there are going to be there are people in this community that are actually searching for the for the shepherd. But they don't realize it but their soul in their soul their soul is hungry and searching for the good shepherd. Now, we don't have to have it all together. We don't have to be the greatest preacher. We don't have to be like Ray, although great invites. I'll tell you what. If you're inviting me, I'm not saying no. I don't want to mess with you, bro. Like you're like, you're coming. I'm like, I'm there. Even though you, you did give me the invitation, then you took it back again. But anyway, there's no hard feelings. But it sounds awesome. I love it. You know what I love about that is It's simply just an invitation. Hey, just come and hang out. Just come and have, who wants free dinner? Tell you what, that's a great way to get people to come and hang. Just free dinner, love on people, blow them away with your generosity, blow them away with how much you love them, how much you care for them. So much people's perception of God or church is often negative. And do you know what? It it simply can be reshaped by one positive interaction with someone who loves Jesus and wants to share the love of God with somebody else. And so what I'd love to do today, a couple of things I'd love to do. One is I'd just love to pray for this amazing church community that as you prepare to launch Alpha at the end of this month, that God would begin to draw your attention, maybe to that you know, one or two people, that God would show you, who is it, God, that I could invite? Maybe you have no idea right now. And so this week, you're going to go out with like your, your, your antennas up. It's like you're going to be going out looking for like lost sheep, going, all right, God, show me the people that I could begin to build a relationship with so that I can invite them along. And don't be discouraged with a no. Just understand every time, sometimes, you know, I'd been asking this guy for so long and then, you know, I was actually really, I was actually really dirty on my friend that he invited him and he said, yes. I'm like, well, I've been doing all the hard work, but that's exactly the point. Sometimes you're doing all the hard work and then somebody else comes along and just sends an invitation and it'll be the, in reverse, the same in reverse. Maybe there's someone that's been praying for that person and, been, and all kinds of things and you're just going to walk up at the right time, at the right moment and simply provide an invitation. For them to come along and begin to experience the amazing, loving community that is Liberty Family Church, but also to more importantly experience the love of God. And so I would love to pray for our, our church community today and just pray for you that God would just begin to show you, just give you is wisdom and insight in that. And the other group of people I'd love to pray for today, maybe you know in your heart, you're actually really, you've actually been really wandering in your, in your, in your walk with God. And you feel like you've actually kind of wandered away from outside of that care of the shepherd. And if you were to be honest between, you know, you and God today, you really you don't really feel that connected to God. You know it's just simply one prayer way of saying, Jesus, I just want to come into relationship with you or come back into relationship with you. And so I'd also love to pray for that group of people. In fact, we might even do that first today. So if just for a moment to give people their privacy, you can close your eyes, bow your heads. And if you're here today and you just know in your heart that you're not currently um walking in relationship with Jesus. If you know in your heart, you're not really connected to God. Maybe you know things about God. Maybe you've been around church your whole life, but you don't really know Him personally. Friend, it would be my privilege to pray for you where you are right now. I don't want to embarrass you, but I do want to pray for you just to give you an opportunity to respond and connect with Jesus today, connect with His love and His grace. The Bible says all we need to do to receive His forgiveness to be brought into his kingdom, to be brought into his family is simply prayer, prayer, confessing that he is Lord and believing in our heart that, that God raised him from the dead. In other words, we just have to pray a prayer of asking Jesus into our life. And if that's you today, and you'd love to connect with God right now, you would love to connect with Jesus and surrender your life to him. Maybe you feel a bit like that, that sheep. Everything is upside down right now in your soul, and you need the good shepherd to come along and restore your soul. If that's you today, I'd love to pray for you. So just for a moment, if that's you, you want to be included in this prayer, would you just raise your hand right now? And I'd love to pray for you today. It's awesome, man. I see that hand. God bless you. God bless you. See those hands. Who else today? If you want to be included in this prayer, would you just quickly just raise your hand and then we're going to pray all together. So good. Let's pray. Let's pray this prayer all together, Liberty family. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you that you are the good shepherd. Thank you that you restore my soul. Jesus, this is my decision to say yes to you. I repent of my past and my sin, and I choose to step into a relationship with you. Be my Lord. Be my saviour. I receive your forgiveness and your grace in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The second group of people I'd love to pray for is just our whole church community today. And let me just pray over you today. If you you can close your eyes, bow your heads, do whatever you want to do. But let's just pray together. Lord, you see this amazing church. God, I want to thank you for every single person that calls Liberty Family Church home. God, I thank you for the faithful people that over many decades have sown, have prayed, have given, have served, have, have built buildings, have have done things in the community, have led small groups, have led services. God, all the things that, that this church represents. But God, we know that you have placed this church here for those that don't yet know you. And God, save us from ever being the kind of church community that only looks inwards but help us god to look outwards to help to to be to re, to realize how much you have saved us and how much you love us and then to go and show others and so lord i pray that over the next few weeks as we uh, prepare to, to to launch alpha to run alpha god show us those people maybe those one or two people that you've just called us to come alongside called us to come alongside and to and to love on them and to, and to invite them and to begin a conversation with them about faith and about, and about you. And so, Lord, I just thank you. Give us wisdom and give us supernatural boldness and courage as well, like you did for, for, the, for the early church in Acts. God, give us boldness to go and be your witnesses, to go and encourage others and invite others. And we thank you for the amazing stories and testimonies that will come from that, for the lives that we transform, Lord, for the impact that it's going to have on this community and way beyond, and sometimes in ways we will never even see until we get onto the other side of eternity. So, Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for these faithful, faithful people in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for having me, um, Liberty family. It's been a privilege to be here today. I'll hand back to Pastor Joel.